Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Evolvepreneur After Hours show. I'm your host, Michelle McDonald, and my mission is to help entrepreneurs make a difference and navigate through the messy world of startups and relaunch, commonly called a pivot. Join me today where we dig deep with our guests and get you the best concepts and strategies to fast track your business. For this episode entitled The End of Technophobia, my very special guest is Tracy Sheen, who is the author of The End of Technophobia book, winner of the Australian Business Book of the Year Awards 2021, and the best technology book. She was included in the top 50 Australian small business leaders by Inside Small Business 2021 and is a regular technology commentator in the media, including Kochi's Business Builders TV show. Tracy is an approved small business advisor to the federal government and has been recognized as a certified practicing marketer through the Australian Marketing Institute. She has also facilitated hundreds of workshops and webinars on a wide range of topics and is a regular on judging panels for esteemed industry awards. On a personal note, Tracy is on a mission to close the digital divide in small businesses. And when she's not being a tech geek, she's a complete Lego geek, as well as a certified F1 tragic. Tracy, welcome to the stage. Hey, thanks for having me, Michelle. This is awesome. <laughs> You're very much welcome. So I have to let you know the secret is out because we know one fun fact about you. And this is for all of the Lego lovers out there. And it's that you and your husband build a Christmas village out of Lego every year. Tell us more about that because we are eager to know about the detailing, the planning, the color schemes that go behind this. Tell us about it. Yeah, so um, we don't have kids, so let me just say that. Well, my hubby does, but they're all grown up adults. So the first question people say is like, oh, you build it to let people through your house? No, 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 we just build it for us. Uh, and typically there's a video made that goes on our socials. But it came about because we just started collecting Lego as a way to kind of wind down from business, right, because you need to switch your brain off. Mm -hmm. And then we... We started to get all of this stuff and we we're like, okay, like, what can we do with this? Because we're, we're grown-ass adults building Lego. Something's got to happen. We've got to have a reason. So we started building a, a Christmas village because we just kind of love the, the spirit of Christmas. And it evolved. And I think the biggest year we had was like, uh, so I speak in metres, and I know Americans are imperial, but let me kind of try to figure this out, six metres, so um it, it's it's a lot it's like a, a commercial sized Whoa. you know display thing yeah and it's typically lego city stuff so it's lots of buildings with lights and trains and trams and snow and um my husband's an electrical engineer by trade so it's usually got like a ski ramp or some kind of waterfall or moving bits to it and it's just a lot of fun. It takes us probably, well, we've we've started it now and we'll finish it probably about November and then it stays up until middle of January and then we pull it down. And it's different every year. So 
we just go with the vibe of what takes us. Nice. That sounds like so much fun. And I really like that you brought up that concept, right? Because there is the reality between having to switch into like that professional mode, total business, and like coming home and you're trying to wind down, you're trying to like reconnect with your individuality. And so, you know, you and your husband has found something that's fun and it works. Yeah, 100%. And worse, we work from home. So sometimes, you know, that switch between work mode and home mode is hard to flick, particularly because we both work in the business together. So if you're not careful, the conversation continues right into the evening about, oh, have you done this? Or, you know, did you hear back from that person or whatever? So we needed to find ways that we could create demarcation between business and us um and you know much the same as people who have kids if you're not careful all you talk about is the kids it's the same Mm -hmm. with with work so we needed to find ways that we could switch between work conversation and play conversation yeah sounds fun i'm really glad that you guys found something that worked so we are in an ever-evolving and technological world yet many entrepreneurs are in fear of technology. How does your book, The End of Technophobia, change this perspective for business owners? Yeah, it's really interesting, Michelle. What I've found, so I've been doing this a really, really long time. And typically, as I've been chatting to business owners over the decades I've been doing this there's a few common things that come always have a business plan we typically have a marketing plan but there's never any plan to our technology or our digital lives so what happens is we end up with this quilt you know something will pop up and we'll go oh i need a i need a something that can help me manage my tasks i need a something to send emails i need a something to track my team members you know whatever that thing is but it's a it's an ad hoc approach rather than mm. being systemized about it like we do with a marketing plan or a social media plan or anything like that so i realized that a lot of these fears that we have around technology is because we don't actually go in with a plan so everything ends up being knee-jerk reaction rather than taking a step back looking at everything that we've already got figuring out you know what it's doing how well we're using it what are we paying for all those types of things that we typically kind of say that we do with our business plan and our marketing plan and once we step back and give ourselves some space to breathe and don't feel like we need to just react, then you can put a, a plan in place. Then you can kind of look at, well, what's the big thing in the business that I need to solve right now? If I solved that thing, what would that look like for my business? So once you give yourself that breathing space, then a lot of the fears get allayed because you're approaching it systematically. You're looking for solutions that are going to see the business into the future, not just tick a box right now. I think a big part of what you're saying is truly having intention behind the technologies you want to use because there's so many apps out there, so many programs, even when it comes to automation, which is a big part of a lot of different types of businesses. And so you can get overwhelmed just kind of being like, okay, um, I think I want to do this one thing, but there are like 10, 20 different apps. Uh, You know, I don't know what to do. Your mind shuts down and you're just like, I can't do it. Yeah, 100%. And 
the the other thing for me was and it's true in america it's true in europe and it's true in australia a large proportion of business owners are over 40. in fact it's the growing percentage of business owners that are entering the small business market or entering the entrepreneur market is we're over 40. so we've typically left corporate we've been burnt out whatever reason we've been made redundant we decide to go out on our own but the over force technology, we didn't grow up with it, right? Like we're the last of the latch door keys, you know, the, the parents would be out working, we'd get home from school, we'd fend for ourselves. So technology's happened to us and as a result, we've needed to adapt and adopt, which we're great as it's Gen X is picking things up on the fly. But when there is so much change and it's constantly evolving, as you said, Michelle, quite rightly, it's overwhelming. So it's mm-hmm. finding ways to make technology fit the way that we think rather than trying to adopt technology for the sake of it. I love that. You know, people don't think about that, right? So finding something that kind of matches where you are and working with that rather than almost kind of shooting to the most advanced because you know you've heard great ratings and you know other entrepreneurs who are talking about it and it's working for them and for you it's just it's not clicking so that is really really great advice yeah it's tech is like anything there's so many options out there that it's almost like choosing a personality that meshes with your own you've got to often try before you buy and you're going to have to try a few solutions but be quick to get rid of them so typically i say to people give yourself 30 days you know and give it a red hot go in those 30 days so spend 30 minutes an hour every day having a play with it and at the end of 30 days if you're still like you know what this isn't kind of vibing with me or it's not fitting what i really wanted to do or my team aren't picking it up get rid of it there's something else you can pick up and give another go so don't get caught up in the sunk cost mentality of like oh but i've been using this thing for 12 months and you know i've already spent five grand on it and you know i'm gonna make this thing work come hell or high water no ditch it there's something else around the corner and just keep giving it a go until you find that one thing that you're like this is it i get it i know how this works it fits the way that i want to work it fits the business model it fits my team let's go with this Awesome. Excellent advice. So for entrepreneurs, there is a need to stay hungry so that you can evolve and your business remains relevant. Is this something that you firmly believe? Yeah, hundred percent. So I, I advise all of my clients and I do the same, spend at least 15 minutes a day just clicking around various websites so whether it's for me it's always technology websites but for entrepreneurs you know be checking out small business websites be checking out um, business details youtube podcasts there's so much information out there and we always take a coffee break you know at some point through the day we always take 15 minutes to walk away so use that time to just tap into something that is outside of your normal field of vision. So by that, I mean, if you always read Forbes or you always read, I don't know, CNN or, or some other thing, find something that's purposely different and look at what other people are doing. And that's the easiest way for me to, you know, just find other ideas or pick up something that's like, oh, I hadn't thought of that before or, mm-hmm. and always look stuff outside of your own industry because often we get blinded by you know I'm an accountant so I'm only going to read about the accountancy stuff well if you're an accountant go and read what vets are doing and see if there's a way that you can 
take what they're using in their business and go, okay, I wonder what would that look like if I tweaked it and adopted it for mine. So always be prepared to look outside your own backyard for inspiration. Thank you for that. That, that really gives like a different perspective, right? Because as you stated, you kind of feel like, okay, I have, there's a sense of tunnel vision because it's like, this is my industry. This is what I know. I don't have to kind of look, I don't have to segue, but what you're missing out on is actually future partnerships, ways that you can create opportunities for yourself, which you won't know if you don't explore. Yeah, hundred percent. And not just for yourself, for your clients, mm-hmm. you know, if you, what partnerships are out there that might spark interest with a whole new range of clients or open your business up to a whole new range of opportunities that you hadn't considered before. Mm-hmm. So what would you say, Tracy, is your single biggest challenge in your business right now? I think for a lot of us, including myself, it's been the last couple of years. It's just worn us down, right? Like with, with, let's throw the dreaded C word out there, you know, COVID's really knocked us all big time. So it's recouping what does this new normal look like? Because for a lot of us, that hasn't hit yet. You know, we're still going through waves of things and then there's, the economy's gone into a little bit of a, you know, free fall or we don't kind of know what's happening either. So mm-hmm. I think certainty and mental burnout, you know, we're just yes. so wired after the last couple of years that it feels as though we all just need a really good holiday. Um, but none of us can take it now because, you know, we, we need to keep the cash registers ringing and we need to keep the client service. So it's finding that way to bring balance in times of uncertainty. Love that word. That was an excellent word, balance. You know, we don't think about that. We love to go kind of really hard for our business, you know, representing our brand. And as you stated with the pandemic coming about, you know, we got kind of really caught up, like trying to figure it out. What do I do? How do I do, you know, high stress level, hitting your mental health, you know, what's happening. And, you know, the key word, as you stated, truly, is finding that balance and maintaining that no matter what's going on. Because, you know, the thing about the world is it'll always go up and down. Exactly. But your balance, that is that is your asset, you know? Yeah, 100%. And it's, we still haven't hit what this new normal looks like, you know? We've still lost clients. We're still onboarding clients. Staff are hard to find. There's so many things that are outside of our control. It's about just stepping back and going, okay, what can I control and how do I bring peace to myself and my family? Because as an entrepreneur, a lot of that ripples across your family. So it's it's making sure that you've still got that level of marathon stamina, that this is going to go on for a while. So we need to figure this out. Yeah, very good point. And I know that it's going to raise you know a bit of hope for entrepreneurs i know you're speaking to them right now all around the world uh, who can absolutely relate to everything that you're saying and just keeping in mind the balance you know you will get there don't lose hope we're all continuing to work on the same path so of course we are really eager to know about your small tech club can you Mm -hmm. tell us about it and how we can be a part of it 
Yeah, so the Small Business Tech Club came off the back of the book. So as you said, I wrote The End of Technophobia and that got released right in the middle of the pandemic when everybody was suddenly kind of going, oh my gosh, I need to really adopt technology now because I need to be talking to people virtually and, and developing those communities online in ways that we've never had to do before. So it came about because people were kind of constantly saying to me, okay, well, what do I use for this and how do I plug this gap with technology and now how do I communicate with my team and what's the best way to keep up to date with clients and all of that kind of thing. So because I've been doing this since 1990, I have a really strong network of awesome entrepreneurs that are amazing in a particular niche so it might be facebook ads or it might be google or it might be seo or you know whatever it is and i was sick of people being burnt by digital marketers you know so much of what i hear is oh i've been ripped off by my website designer or i've been burnt by a google ads person or whatever um, and there's so many cowboys out there you know in the digital marketing and the technology space that i thought well, what if I bring all of these people together that I know, like, and trust, and I've worked with for 20, 30 years, and I've watched their businesses evolve, and I've watched how many people they've helped. What if I bring all of those people together and create like a united team that other entrepreneurs can just dip into? So the Tech Club was born. It's a, it's a virtual, it's an online community, and we meet three times a month. We have a masterclass, which is run by one of my experts. So, for example, next month we've got a Google Ads expert. She's in to kind of give us the lowdown on how do you set this stuff up, what do you need to know. So if you want to work with an expert, at least you know the questions to ask so you won't get burnt. Yeah. Um, and if you want to do it yourself, that's fine. Go and do it yourself. So that's the first week. The second week is an Ask Anything where people bring their big tech problems. I need to find a solution for this. I'm having problems with that. And we discuss all that through. And then week three, the guys come back after the masterclass. They've implemented some stuff. So they get to a Q&A with the expert around, okay, well, I tried to implement this and that's what happened or I'm getting this error or I'm not sure why my results are like this. And the, the expert will talk them through how to resolve some of those issues. It's all online so they can watch everything back in real time. They've got access to templates and other learning opportunities. There's news feeds that go in there. There's other bits and pieces of information. But the idea is that it is this real collaborative community. So the really nice thing that's happening off the back is they're forming their own little accountability group. So, Hi. you know, someone's coming in and going, okay, I'm going to give Google AdWords a go. And like next week, if they haven't updated everyone, sure enough, someone from the group is going, hey, Michelle, you said you were going to try Google AdWords. How's it going? Where's it at? You know, so I love that I've kind of been able to step out of that role of like, where are you at, Michelle? What's going on? You know, because the community is self-regulating now. So, and it's lovely to see the, engagement and the opportunities that are coming from it so partnerships are being formed people Ooh. are really kind of going hey michelle i i saw this thing the other day and i thought of you so i just wanted to send you this and check it out and hey. it's just wonderful. so all these benefits that i never had considered when i put it together are probably the real icing on the cake for me with it awesome yeah i love that because you know um businesses don't think about community and from everything that you're saying you know you've built one without even planning on it and it's just continuing to like thrive and they're encouraging each other that's beautiful 
it's really nice and and it's such a diverse group of people too that in the real world I would think they won't possibly gel from a business point of view but it's it's what really to bring back to my earlier point about you know looking outside your own backyard it's what really cemented that for me because we've got people in aged care and financial planners and personal branding and people that you normally wouldn't think would get anything from each other that are really sparking some great conversation. Awesome. So, of course, you know, you sold us. We have to know how can we connect with you, be a part of the Small Business Tech Club and learn more about releasing the fear when it comes to technology. Yeah, 100%. So, look, basically I'm everywhere on the web, so you could send up a smoke signal and you'll find me. But LinkedIn, um, forward slash Tracy Sheen, to T-R-A-C-Y-S-H-E-E-N, um, thedigitalguide.com.au, uh, and you'll find everything about the tech club and the book and everything else on the website. So they're probably the two main ones to check out. All right. Awesome, awesome. Tracy, thank you for being a part of another awesome guest episode of the Evolvepreneurs After Hours show. Before you go, if you like this episode, we'd be very grateful for a five-star review and consider recommending this show to a friend or two. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes at evolvepreneursecrets.show right now. Until next time, and if you are an entrepreneur, make a start on your next great idea today.